Love Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is First Lady Evangelist Teacher, Student of the Word of God, Danielle Wilson, with the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning, this Teaching Tuesday, August 22nd, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. I pray your morning is going well so far, that you had a sweet sleep upon last night, that God protected your property and, and your family as you slept and slumbered last night. Glory to God. That God woke you up this morning, hallelujah, with a reasonable portion of health in your good mind and, and in your right mind and our good mind, which is the mind of Christ, hallelujah, with the activity of your limbs. In Jesus' name, glory to God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And there again, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you that are tuning in, listening to me now, and for those of you that will be tuning in later, thank you so much for tuning in and listening in. Now, the guest calling number is 646-649-1068, 646-649-1068. For those of you that like to call in and give a testimony or a praise report, um, some good things that have happened in your life that God has performed for you, absolutely call in and share with the listening audience what God has done in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, what God is doing, what God has done, what you're trusting God for. Um, call in and let me know that you're listening in the name of Jesus. Um, let's go to, I'm going to play a song this morning, uh, CC Winans, just like that. And she's talking about faith, glory to God. Um, all we need is faith, just like that. We're going to talk today about wisdom. I'm going to share with you some scriptures on wisdom being the principal thing. Glory to God. The Bible says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main thing that we need in this life, in this journey called life, is wisdom. Hallelujah. So I'll be right back. Stay right there. Call a friend, a coworker, an associate. Call an enemy. Glory to God. The Bible tells us to love our enemies. Call them and say, hey, First Lady Wilson is on Blog Talk Radio, the good news of the glorious gospel, and she's going to be talking about wisdom. Tune in. I'll be right back. We're going to listen to Just Like That with C.C. Wyman. When he woke her up this morning, she saw something on his mind. His eyes were cold and distant, and his spirit was unkind. He said, I'm off to find myself, and I won't be coming back. She said, ask the Lord to help you not to act like that. Why don't you just ask the Lord to help you not to act like that? Tonight she prays perpetually 
and go buy some groceries and go to the cleaners and clean our clothes and put gas in the car, we know that that money is going to decrease, okay? So not joy in the money, not joy in people, not joy in our car, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. So we keep God first. We keep the Lord Jesus Christ first and foremost in our minds. And that's what causes us to have joy throughout the whole day, no matter what happens. Excuse me. <coughs> no matter what comes our way, no matter who leads us, glory to God, you keep God first in your life. That's a word for someone. I can feel it in my spirit. You keep God first in your life, glory to God, and he'll bring you through with a victory every time, every time. He's a faithful God. Hallelujah. What he has said to us, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If he's spoken a promise to you or if he's told you he has a plan for your life, the Bible tells us to wait on it. The Bible says, though it tarries, to wait for it, because God is not a God that he should lie. He's not like man, glory to God. But if he says it, he shall perform it. The word says says it like this, that whatever God says does not return unto him void, but it accomplishes that that it's been sent out to do. So if the word that God gave you is that, that word, that thing is that he's going to raise you and make your name great like he did with Abraham. You know, if um, he shared that, what God said to Noah was to build an ark that his family might be saved. Glory to God. That word came true. It, retu- it did not return unto God's void. It accomplished it. it accomplished that that it was sent out to do. So whatever that is, the word that God is giving you, know that it's not going to return unto God's void, but it is going to accomplish what God has sent it out to do. No matter what it looks like, saints, no matter what comes up against us, and actually, when things come up against us, you know, and I can just envision now a wall. Someone has a wall in front of them that is blocking their way. No matter how tall that wall is, no matter how thick that wall is, know that the word of God shall accomplish that that has been sent out to do. Glory to God. So what we have to do, we have to keep hitting at that wall with prayer and and trusting God. And it's not toil, okay? I, I heard that. We're not toiling. We're not spinning, glory to God, to try to get God's word, you know, to come forth in our lives. It's already done. Jesus said it is finished. Glory to God. It just has to be manifested. And how do we manifest it? We walk it out. We don't worry about it. We walk it out. We do what God tells us to do. We do what that word said that it was going to do. I know years ago before I moved here um, to Dallas and I was in Louisiana, a dear sweet sister of mine, she came and spoke a word to me, a prophecy. And as she was speaking it, I could see what she was saying. And she said that she saw me before great people, many people ministering the word of God. And as she was saying it, I could see myself on stage. And because the stage was so great and the volume of the people were so great, I was like this little bitty, you know, little little person on the stage because the stage was so great and the volume of people were so great. And I know that 
word that God sent to me is not going to return void, but it shall accomplish that, which was, I'm going to be on the stage with many people ministering the word of God. I know it's coming to pass. It's my destiny. It's part of my destiny. And it has started here on the radio. And I just praise and I appreciate God for it. So So no matter, therefore, no matter what stands in our way, we have to hold on and trust in the word of God. The Bible says it like this, that we not walk by sight. Okay, we're not trusting in what we see. We're not trusting in what we hear, especially if it's not the word of God. We're not trusting um, in horses or chariots, glory to God. We're trusting in the word of God, what God spoke to us. And that's what we put out in the atmosphere. And that's what we put on our minds and hearts when we're thinking thoughts, glory to God. You have to also realize, understand, and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that a thought has life. Because before you speak it, you think it. Okay, and the Bible says it like this. Think on things that are lovely, things that are just, things that have a good report. If there be any praise, if there be any glory, if there be any honor, think on those things. Now, if our thought life was not important, then it would absolutely not be in the word of God. But is but it is absolutely in the word of God because our thought life is very important. Now, there again, the Bible says it like this. Lord, let the meditation of my heart, the meditation, the thoughts, glory to God, and the words of my mouth be acceptable in our sight, O Lord. The Bible tells us let the thoughts let the meditation of my heart, that's the first thing, like I said, meditation, the thoughts, they then become words or action. So we have to make sure our thoughts are right. And that includes First Lady Sister Danielle Wilson. I pray, I keep myself before God on my thoughts because I know that my thoughts will then bring forth action. You know, an action sometimes is not acting out, it's body language. You know, body language has action. You ain't saying a word, but your body is speaking like volumes. Glory to God. People are seeing all kind of stuff, you know, through your body language. And that comes from your thoughts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I didn't know God was going to take me this way, but this is for us, saints. I include myself in this ministry that I'm just ministering to you about thoughts. Glory to God. And our words. Hallelujah. And that the words that we follow are the words of the Lord, the promises and the plan that God has for our life. Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not thoughts of evil, to give you an expected end, to prosper you. So know this, listening audience, and that includes Sister Danielle, and I always put myself in this, that if an evil thought comes my way, or I'm hearing the enemy, or, you know, someone saying something evil, that's not God for me. That's not for me. Because God told me that he knows the thoughts toward me, and they're thoughts of good and not of evil. So that thought is not for me. That's something that somebody else has an issue with that they're thinking that's their problem, and I'm not going to let their problem become mine. 
because that's not what God has for me. God didn't tell me that. God said his thoughts toward me are altogether good and not thoughts of evil. So when an evil thought comes my way, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's not for me, God. That's not what you said for me. That doesn't belong to me. You know, I just dismiss that right away in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let's go into the word. There again, the calling number is 646, excuse me, excuse me, 649-1068. Call in and let me know you're listening. I give a praise report. If you have a prayer request, glory to God, do call in and request prayer um, on the line of Blog Talk Radio with the good news of the glorious gospel. Okay, so let's study on wisdom. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 4, 6 through 7, King James Version. The Bible says, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. So the Bible is telling me wisdom is a her, okay? So it's forsake her not, which means as a female, she produces. So wisdom is going to produce some things in our life, glory to God, when we practice wisdom, when we pray and ask God for wisdom, because wisdom that's from above is first pure, glory to God. So if you know something about somebody, and you call yourself using wisdom on them, but you already know what's going on in their life, that's not wisdom from God. Because wisdom from God is first pure. Glory to God. It doesn't like already know your 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 downfalls and uh, the bad things that have happened to you, and you're going to come and use wisdom on that person when actually you're throwing off on them, you know, or you're trying to be facetious or you're trying to make them feel bad or look bad. That is not wisdom, and God will judge you for that. I'm going to take you to a scripture a little later that I, my husband and I was reading, um, I believe it was in Acts, and I'll have to, like, uh, find it, uh, because people think that the disciples didn't, you know, like, say bad things about people, or, you know, it was always scripture, it was always ministering good word and things like that, but I'll show you in the scriptures where one of the disciples was speaking to one of the kings, and he called him a whited wall. That is total disrespect to that person's position. He was a king, and I'll take you to it, but let's let's stay with wisdom. Okay, Proverbs 4, 6 through 7, forsake her not, so don't forsake her, don't let her go. The Bible says, and she shall preserve thee, she's going to keep us. Glory to God, she's going to preserve our health. Thank you, Jesus. She's going to preserve our wealth. The Bible tells us to love her, and she and she shall keep thee. She's going to keep us in the way. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, let us get wisdom. Okay? Now, forsaking means to abandon or to, to turn away from entirely. And the Bible tells us to not forsake wisdom. Don't abandon wisdom. 
saints. Don't let it go. You might think you know a better way. You know, you might think you know the way, but the way is wisdom. The principal thing, the main, the most important thing is wisdom. Glory to God. The Bible says that she shall preserve thee. She's going to preserve us. And preserve us means to care for us, to look after us, to protect us. And how well do we know that wisdom absolutely protects us when we're in tight, dangerous situations? If you let that wisdom flow that's first above, that's pure, it will get you out of a tight every time. It will get you out of danger every time when we exercise and practice wisdom because it's going to preserve us. It's going to protect us. It's going to look after and care for us. Okay, it says that um, wisdom is the principal thing. Principal, first in order of importance, main thing. Proverbs 4.67 says wisdom is the principal thing. It's the first in order of importance. It's the first important thing in our lives to get once we become saved. And just as people in general is wisdom. That's the first thing we need to ask God for. Not money, not clothes, not fame, glory to God, not more friends, hallelujah, not favor from God. Wisdom, wisdom is first in order of importance. It's the main thing. And then the rest of that scripture says, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. Excuse me. An understanding is a grasp, a mastery, an absorption where you absorb, you understand. Um, It's compassionate. Understanding is compassionate. It's sympathetic. It's considerate. It's tender. It's kind. Standing is merciful. Understanding is thoughtful and patient. And the Bible tells us at the end of that scripture, and with all of our getting, let us get patience. Let us get mercifulness with one another. Let us be kind with one another. Let us get tenderheartedness with one another. Glory to God. Let us get compassion. Let us be compassionate one toward another. Let us consider one another. Glory to God. I know there's a saying that says, people say, you know, you don't know uh, what I'm going through because you haven't walked in my shoes. And, you know, people will judge and and critique you and uh, criticize you and they've not walked you know, uh, one one tidbit um, in your shoes. Well, we need to be considerate, glory to God. We need to, to try to understand where that person is coming from as far as the walk that that person had to go through, you know, the walk that uh, through the fire that they had to walk through or the flood that they had to walk through, glory to God. And there was no smoke, no not even a smell of smoke on their clothes, glory to God, but there you are judging on the outward appearance, and you have no idea what that person has walked through. Consider, you know, be considerate of that person, glory to God. We may see someone, you know, that comes to church, and like I spoke a few uh, Tuesday, teaching Tuesdays ago, when I first got saved, I didn't have no dresses. I had one dress that I wore. Actually, it was one dress and two I got. I got two for the price of one because the dress had elastic on it, and I would, like, 
pull it down, and that was one style, or I could pull it up, and that was another style. And it was always holy. It was always below my knees. So even though I've raised it up a little bit, it was still holy saints, okay? But um, the the older saints or the older sisters needed to consider, you know, that I was young in Christ and just coming out the world and didn't have no dresses and skirts and things. Glory to God. And that's understanding. The Bible says that with all and with all thy getting, then we get an understanding, saints. The, the new Christians that are coming, you know, to God, the new sisters, glory to God, the brethren that are coming to God, we have to understand they're coming out of the world. And if Jesus received them, glory to God, and filled them with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, just as they were, by all means, we can do it. Because we are nowhere near compared to Jesus Christ. So if Jesus Christ and Father God can receive them as well as he received you, when you came to God just as you were, hallelujah, and he took you in and loved on you and saved you and cleaned you up, then how much more not your brother or sister that comes in behind you that we have understanding, that we have sympathy concerning that person, consideration, be tender, kind, merciful, thoughtful, and patient. Glory to God. James 1 and 5 says, if any of us lack wisdom, I'm putting myself in this teaching today. Because we all, no matter how long we've been in God, no matter what feat we accomplish, no no matter what position we find ourselves in through humility and prayer and fasting and seeking after God and going through that's how you get the position, okay? You don't get the position in God because you pay for it. You don't get the position in God because you have favor. You know, you got some people on the board or things of that nature, and they put you in, I say it with God. The way you get a position in God is through prayer and fasting and going through the fire humbling ourselves and doing what God tells us to do, okay? So no matter who has accomplished that position through all of that that we must go through, we all still need wisdom. We all still daily need to ask for wisdom. Even if you feel like you don't lack it, even if you think you're the wisest person like Solomon, glory to God, oh, my God, Solomon, I'm reminded of Solomon, hallelujah, he was the king. He was in that position. He held that title. Glory to God as king over over the region that he was over, the people that he was over. But he humbled himself and went to God, and he said, Lord, I don't know how to do this. I've never been a king before. I don't know how to go in and out amongst these great people. Lord, you got to give me wisdom and, and knowledge and understanding on how to rule these people. And And Solomon was in the position. He wasn't trying to get there. There wasn't a prophecy. Praetorian hadn't laid hands on him and said, you know, you will be before. He was before great people. He was a king. And he humbled himself and said, God, I, I don't know how to rule these people. I don't have the understanding. I don't have the wisdom. My God, that was Solomon. There was no other king arrayed as beautiful and as 
understanding and as wisdom, as wise as Solomon was. But look how he got it. The same way I shared with you all and myself just previously, through prayer and supplication, he humbled himself before God. He didn't go to God and say, oh, great God that thou art. I am king over the region, and I rule over these people, God, and and I'm this great man of God, and I just seek you just for a little bit of help, Lord, because I got it all together. I just need a little guidance. No, he humbled himself and said, God, I need you. I need understanding. I need wisdom. I don't know how to do it. He said, God, I don't know how to go in and out amongst the people. Glory to God. How do we get our position in God? We get our position in God through going through, through humbling ourselves, through prayer and supplication unto God, through asking God to help us and to keep us, glory to God, our weaknesses, to strengthen our weaknesses, to acknowledge our weaknesses before God. He already knows, glory to God. He created us. He knows what's in us. He wants us to recognize us. To go to him to say, all right, God, I recognize this about myself, and I need you to cleanse, cleanse this. I need you to strengthen this. I need you to renew this, as Solomon, King Solomon did. Lord, I need you to give me wisdom and understanding on how to rule these people. Glory to God. He humbled himself, and he was in the position. Okay. James 1 and 5. That's a word for someone. That's in the position now that God has given you, and you lack some things. Just humble yourself and go to God, you and God alone. You don't have to go before the people. You don't have to let your spouse know, you know, your significant other. You don't need to let your mom know, your pastor know, your first lady know. You don't need to let any of them know. The only person you need to know is the person that can make the change and fix it for you. And that's Father God. All those other people that I just named that love you, support you, and stand in your corner, they cannot Fix your heart. They cannot change you. Only God. There's one Savior of the world. That position is already taken, and that's Jesus Christ. None of us can stand in the stead of Jesus and change no person. The only person we can change is ourselves through prayer and supplication and God revealing to us the things that he wants us to let go of and to hold on to and strengthen Okay, James 1 and 5, if any of you lack wisdom, listen to that, any, been in church 20 years, traveling the world, international ministry, if you lack wisdom, let him, mankind, her as well, ask of God that giveth to all men, mankind, liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given. Solomon is a prime example. He's a great example of it shall be given. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, and Solomon was a king, he wasn't any. If any of you, any any position, you know, any person, uh, any length of time that you've been in God, uh, any of the fivefold ministries that you hold, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. And he's going to give liberally, and he's He's not going to uphold it, and it shall be given. It was given unto Solomon because Solomon humbled himself and asked for it, and God gave it to him. 
And it was so profound how that wisdom came through Solomon. It was the two women that had the baby, glory to God. And they came to Solomon, and the one woman had rode over on her baby and killed her baby, and then the other baby was, you know, alive and and doing well, and no one was in the house to see what exactly had happened. So they went to King Solomon that had asked God for wisdom before that had happened. And the one woman said, they both said, you know, that the one that the other woman had killed their son and this baby is mine. So the one woman said, divide it, you know, cut the baby in half and give one half to um, that woman and the other half to me. And the mother of the baby said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't cut my baby or don't cut the baby, my baby in half. Go ahead and give it to the other mother. And through that, Solomon, through the wisdom that God had given him, he was able to hear and discern that that latter woman with the love that she had for her baby, he knew it was her baby. Glory to God. Because of the love that she had, not wanting her baby, my God, to be severed in two. Hallelujah. But go ahead and let the other woman have it. Let my child grow up, even if he he or she has to grow up in the house of another woman. My God, go ahead and let her have my baby. Solomon heard the heart of that woman. That's wisdom. That's wisdom that's from above. Solomon didn't know whose baby it was. The Bible says there was no man in the house. Hallelujah. But that was wisdom that was from above that God gave unto Solomon through prayer. And just like God gave that wisdom to Solomon, he shall give it unto us when we humble ourselves and ask for wisdom. So the Bible says if any of us lack wisdom, lack means to be without. Hallelujah. So if any of us are without wisdom, all we have to do is ask of God. They give it to all men liberally. And liberally is in a generous manner. Excuse me. And generous is abundant. Generous is overflowing. Hallelujah. When someone is generous, they're just giving just abundantly. My God. And they do it cheerfully. Hallelujah. And upbraideth not. And upbraideth means to scold or reprove with severity. And severity is very great or, or intense. So the Bible tells us that God is not going to upbraid us. He's not going to scold us. He's not going to reprove us. He's not, and it's not going to be reprove us with severity. And severity is very great or intense. In other words, when we go to God and ask God for wisdom, he is not going to look at us and say, or he's not going to minister to our heart and mind and say, now you've been traveling all over the world and you've been preaching and teaching the word of God. And you done laid hands on us, and you done delivered many from demons. And here now you're going to ask me for wisdom. What is wrong with you? You should have been had, you know, you know how. Thank God he's not like man, huh? Oh, my God. Thank God he is faithful and just and caring and kind and long-suffering and, passion, and, and patient and compassionate and whew, understanding. Oh, my God. Who wouldn't serve a God like him? I tell you. The world, they are really missing out. Those that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, those that don't have a relationship with Father God, but they have religion, even those that have religion, those that have religion and those that are not saved, they are truly missing out on God's goodness, on a good life, you know, living a good life. And a good life does not consist of the things that a man has. 
that's not a good life. I know, you know, a person that has a really nice house, uh, a very big, nice house, and four cars or so. That cars, they don't even drive. My God, they have so many cars. They got a couple of them they don't even drive. You know, but there's no peace in the home and and things of that nature and between the spouses. So, you know, life does not consist of the things that a man has. And uh, saints, we have to get past that. Yes, we want good things. And, you know, yes, we want to live in the comforts that this world uh, provides because uh, God even said, you know, that he wants us to have good things. Jesus said that he's come to give us life and that more abundantly to give us an abundant life. Glory to God. God just doesn't want the abundant life to have us. He wants us to have the abundant life, absolutely, because we represent a great, good God. So if I'm naming the name of Christ and if I'm saying that I'm a Christian, you know, and I'm driving an old hoopty or, you know, I'm looking all tore down or whatever, glory to God, that's not giving God glory. That's not living the abundant life that Jesus said that he came to give me. Hallelujah. He just doesn't want those things to have me. He wants me, as I started in the beginning, to keep God first and to know from whence cometh uh, those good things. We have to know, you know, from where our blessings flow. All of our blessings flow from the Lord. And even when we do get wealth, we have to know that it's God that has given us strength to get wealth and not ourselves. Glory to God. That we not get caught up, you know, in our own abilities and skills and, uh, you know, the things that we've acquired throughout the years of working in corporate and, you know, because it's God, glory to God. It is God that's given us the understanding and the mind and the wisdom and the knowledge to do and to be. It is not of ourselves. And we have to remember that. And I can say that because I remember at one time getting caught up with that I, you know, and who that's a dangerous place to be in, you know. I did this and I did that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Ooh, and by the time I got through that series <laughs> of teaching, oh, and that wasn't teaching, that was communication to my spouse. And I'm just be transparent right now. If God didn't get on my head, oh my gosh, and there was no peace in my life because I was using that word I, and then he revealed to me how the devil was kicked out of heaven because he was saying, I am greater and I am this and I am that. Now that got my attention. That kind of, you know, I don't, I'm not going to use the word scared because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but that gave me a reverence you know, for God and the power of God. And now I'm very careful, you know, with saying I, and even if it does come out, I rectify it and try to catch it and correct it and say we, you know, when I'm talking to my husband, even if I'm the one doing it, even if I'm the one making it happen, I still want to find myself saying we, because I don't want to get caught up, you know, in that I thing. And then from I comes pride, you know, I and pride, they sound just alike. My God, I just, you know, I and pride sound just alike. And that's not good because, you know, uh, pride goes before a, a, a fall or a haughty spirit goes before fall. So with that pride, with that I word, if I had to continue down that road and the love of God had not constrained me, I would have failed. 
I would have fell in pride and arrogancy and not been a good person to live with. You know, who wants to live with someone that's pride and, and arrogant? The Bible says six things do the Lord hate. Yea, seven is an abomination, and that word was pride. You know, that seventh word was just a proud look is an abomination to the Lord. So if a proud look is an abomination to the Lord, just think what acting prideful is, you know, all haughty and, you know, all stuck on yourself. And, and to think, though, that it's the skills and the knowledge and the understanding was acquired through the grace and the mercy of God. Glory to God. So how can we possibly think that we've gathered all of what we have on our own? I'm reminded, um, this was a few years ago, um, I believe we were residing here in the city of Lancaster that we reside in. And I was watching a, a um, ministry on television, beautiful woman, and she uh, was testifying, giving her testimony on how she had got her college degree and everything. And they were talking to her about the Holy Ghost and being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And because of her natural mind and the education level that she had acquired, she could not wrap her mind around the Holy Ghost. She just couldn't receive it. She couldn't conceive it. She couldn't, you know, I mean, I am I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm listening to this, this lady. Um, actually, she's a first lady, and she was saying how she just couldn't conceive the Holy Ghost. How could that happen? You know, because she had all these degrees, and she was naturally intelligent and beautiful woman, and and I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, my God, because I was one, you know, that wanted the degrees and go to college and, and everything and stuff. And I'm glad God took me the way he did, glory to God, because that could have been me where I had all those degrees and couldn't understand receiving the Holy Ghost. And I listened to her, and it was it was, it was, was baffling to me. I've never heard somebody testify like that, that. Um, they were so natural and so strong in their education and so strong in their natural intelligence that they could not understand the Holy Ghost. So I'm like, I've got to go. And, and her ministry was here in the DFW area, their ministry, her and her husband. And I said, I have got to go see her. You know, I've got to go visit because she got it. Okay. That wasn't the end of her testimony. That was the beginning. And it's not how you start. It's how you end. So the end of her testimony was she got the Holy Ghost. She was able to humble herself and get herself together. She was filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's just great, great testimony. I went to visit her, and I'm telling you, they have a beautiful ministry, beautiful ministry. And after it was over, you know, the pastor and the first lady of the church, they greet the visitors and everything. And I was leaving, and I, I greeted her and, and everything, and I share with her how I saw her on television and her, her testimony, and we hugged, and she said, oh, my God, your heart. She said, your heart. She said, God is going to use you greatly. Glory to God. And, you know, I don't know what all God was showing her about my heart, but I just, I, I just, I'm appreciative of God that I heard her ministry, her testimony. I went to visit, and I was going to see her, and I got a blessing. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So my point that I was saying was about, uh, uh, thank you, Jesus, how I had that eye and, and the pride and everything and stuff, and she kind of was very educated. You know, it wasn't that she had that eye thing going on, but she was so intelligent 
that she couldn't conceive getting the Holy Ghost. You know, and that kind of reminds me of the uh, the story that says, who was that Nicodemus that came to Jesus at night and said, how can I be born again? Do I go in my mother's womb? You know, um, he just he just couldn't conceive it. He just couldn't understand it. And Jesus said, no, you know, that you're born of the spirit and of the water. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I thank God for being born of the spirit. God is a good God. I know both sides. I know the side of not being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and living in the world. And I know the life of being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and living for God. And I far rather live for God. Thank you, Jesus. Because you know what, listening audience, the saints we go through, excuse me, the same thing the world does. The difference. The difference between us and the world, saints, is that we have an advocate. We have Jesus Christ, the righteous, ever interceding on the right hand of Father God. Glory to God for our weaknesses, for our strengths, for our destinies. The Bible tells us to stand still and to see and know the salvation of the Lord. The Bible tells us, glory to God, that the battle is not us, but the battle is the Lord's. That's the difference that the saints have from the world. We still have battles. You know, we still have things that we need to stand still in. I'm going to give you a testimony. I'm going to be just real, like, right open. Glory to God. Well, not open, just transparent. I had a bill that was due and uh, didn't have the money for it. And this was a bill that, you know, would make a great big difference in my household if we didn't pay it. Glory to God. And, uh, you know, just had to trust God. Just had to trust God and hold on and, you know, couldn't real. I mean, it had to stand still in our mind where we didn't worry, but we couldn't stand still in our body and in our actions where we didn't do anything. You know, sometimes we do stand still. I mean, literally stand still. Don't move to the right nor to the left, but watch the power of God, literally. Then sometimes we have to stand still in our minds and not worry, and not fret, but trust the power and the love and the care and the protection and the provision of the Lord. Glory to God. So the word stand still and see and know that I am God in your life sometimes means in our minds. See, that's what makes us different from the world. Because the world won't stand still in their mind. They'll go snort some coke, thank you, Jesus, smoke, you know, smoke um, a joint, get a, get a drink, thank you, Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> they'll go meet somebody that they ain't got no business meeting with because they got a wedding ring on their left hand, hallelujah, that's the difference between the saints and the world, we can stand still in our mind and pull up the word of God out of our heart that we've hid in our heart that we might not sin against them. And know that all things work together for the good of those who are the called according to his purpose. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Knowing that Jesus said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, but he would be with us until the ends of the world. We stand still in our minds and in our hearts, trusting God, knowing that he sits up high and looks down low and sees and knows all things. God is a good God. I far rather serve God and serve the world, and on my flesh. My husband and I, Pastor Wilson, we were talking the other day. 
there are three entities. There's the enemy. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me put it in the right order. There's God, there's the flesh, and then there's the enemy. And a lot of times, and I'm not glorifying the devil because he deserves no glorification at all. And he doesn't get any from Sister Danielle. But um, a lot of times the saints put a lot on the enemy, on the devil. The devil is the devil. Well, no. The Bible tells us we have power over the devil. And nothing by any means shall harm us. The Bible tells us we tread on serpents and scorpions. Okay, now the thing that kind of trips us up is our flesh. Is that flesh, that carnal, that, that carnality that we sometimes find ourselves in. And uh, if we can, like, like Paul said, die daily. Okay, okay, saints. My God, I felt my heart in that. That's the love of God for us, you know, because he has such a great life for his people. If we can die daily, take it one day at a time, this is a word for someone as well as myself, if we can just take it one day at a time, okay, one step at a time, take your time. Don't be in a rush. There was a, a saying that I heard, fast and fragile and slow and steady. We want to be steady, steady. We don't want to be moving on fast and fragile and easily break, you know, things of that nature. We want to be steady. Glory to God. We want our steps to be sure. So we're going to be slow. Glory to God in what we're doing and what we're saying. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. I'll be the blood of Jesus. Satan just tried to take my thoughts. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so um, slow and steady and fast and fragile, and we're going to die daily. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Ghost is so good. The Bible says the memory of the just is blessed. That's a word for someone that may be dealing with some things mentally, and I'm I'm setting myself up. I'm going to put it out there. Um, I'm setting myself up to speak to uh, middle school age children regarding mental illness and suicidal tendencies and bullying and substance abuse. So I am requesting the prayers of the righteous that they pray with me and for me that the will of God be done in my life. Because not only, and I'm going to get back to us dying daily, but not only has God called me to minister over the radio and teach the word of God over the radio, but he's also called me and chosen me um, to speak as a speaker as an inspirational speaker and to travel and speak. And I am putting myself, I'm positioning myself in the name of Jesus. I'm getting my spirit and my heart and my mind right. That's where it starts. And that's a word for someone that has a destiny that God has spoken some things to. We have to start, you know, in our spirits and in our mind. We have to envision ourselves doing that first. And then we have a strategy and we have a plan and we, we absolutely have prayer and talk to God. And you'll know, you'll know when it's God's timing. You'll know when God is releasing you and ready for you to start putting uh, things into action and, and things into place or place. You'll absolutely feel it if you have the Holy Ghost, the auction from the Holy One of Israel that this is God's timing for you to move forward. So I just wanted to put that out there um, that I am going to be speaking uh, and uh, going to the schools 
and ministering to the youth about mental illness. Uh, not only will I be speaking to the youth, but I'm going to also be speaking uh, to the adults as well on mental illness and um, eradicating the stigma that's attached to mental illness. Thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, speaking on understanding, you know, of those that do have mental illness and being able to recognize signs, you know, of someone that has mental illness and not dismiss them as on drugs or an angry person. No, something is going on. You know, call 911. Call, get them to the hospital, glory to God. They don't need to go to jail. They need to go to the hospital and get some medicine. They may need to be admitted for a couple of weeks. God, I thank you. I am so passionate, so passionate about that. I'm I'm starting, uh, it had started years ago, a law. um, And I spoke with one of the Congress people here in Texas, and she took it with her and she said she put it in the house. Um, and I don't know the whole political jargon on that, and I'll get back to us dying. Just bear with me. Um, I'm, I'm putting this out there for you all to pray with me on this, um, that there's a law passed. I have the name of the law, Remembering Mariah. Uh, I'm wanting a law passed um, concerning mental illness and how um, the officers, the police officers, the sheriffs, um, you know, just anyone that wears a badge and a gun, glory to God, that they, they – that they notice and recognize symptoms of someone that's having a mentally ill episode. Don't shoot them. Don't taser them. My God, definitely don't put no bullet in them. Definitely don't shoot them. Glory to God. Okay, okay, you know, get them together where you can put handcuffs on them, but take them to the hospital. And I want to get that bill passed, remembering Mariah. So I request. Your, your prayers, the prayers of the righteous, they avail us much. And I had written something up years ago um, on a, a legal, yellow legal size paper pad. I cannot find that write-up, uh, listening audience. I've looked all over my house, and, and I saw it living here at the house that I'm in. I have saw, I did see it before, and I repent for not, you know, putting it up. Uh, but it is here somewhere. So I also uh, am asking for the prayers of the righteous that I locate that write-up because truly what I wrote in that write-up was straight from the throne of heaven, was straight from God, was straight from my passion and compassion, glory to God, on the mental ill, glory to God, and that that I wrote up, and I know, you know, that it's going to pass. I'm going to, it's just, God is, you know what, the Bible says, How's that go? Too much, let's see, too much that forgiveth, loveth much, that's one. But then there's another one, uh, too much is given, much is required. That's it. Too much is given, much is required. And God truly is requiring quite a bit from me. But I don't look at it as labor, you know, or as tiresome or as tiring me out. It's an honor to be chosen, to be used of God. And then to know that God has given you much, you know, too much is given. It all comes from God. Hallelujah. God allows everything in our life, good, bad, or indifferent. Thank you, Jesus. It all works together for our good. Hallelujah. Too much is given, much is required. So he's requiring some things from me because he's given me some things. And I I request the prayers of the righteous that he bring good people Cross my path. I need a team. Listening audience, I pray. 
I ask you all, as humbly as I know how, to pray with me. That God sends me a team that has a vision, the same vision that I have, has a passion for God and a love for God's people, has a love for God, you know, has a love for themselves, that they respect and honor themselves. It's called confidence. That God has given them confidence, glory to God, that they cast not away. For the Bible says that it is a great recompense of reward. And confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. And we don't hear that enough. You know, we hear a lot of, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, This happened in the past. You did that in the past. You know, that's an evil person. The Bible says evil men digging up old things. Glory to God. So we don't hang around those type of people. We want to be around good people, godly people, you know, people that are seeking after God, people that are going forward and not looking back. We're not of those that draw back into perdition, but we're those of faith to the preserving of our souls. Okay. So back to dying daily. It's not the enemy so much, and, and I pray that what I just shared uh, ministers and helps someone, and also that you all pray with me uh, and help me, um, you know, to uh, in prayer, in prayer, that God touches the hearts of the king and turn it in my favor. Glory to God. I have the support of my husband, and I thank God for his support because um, he really doesn't have to do that, you know, um, but I thank God that he does support me. And uh, in the things of God, and I support him as well, and in his corner as well concerning the things of God. There's a saying that the world says, um, teamwork makes the dream work. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's, that's of a surety, glory to God, teamwork and agreement. There's power in agreement. Okay, so Paul told us to die daily, hallelujah, to our flesh and our fleshly ways and what we want and what we think and how we think it should be. And the Bible says it like this. Jesus said, Lord, is there any other way? I'm paraphrasing. Lord, is there any other way that I can do this, you know, and save the world and and, and make everything right? Do I have to go to the cross? And, you know, God, is there any other way? And he saw it with tears. He cried about it. And, but he said, nevertheless, God, not my will, but your will be done. And that's, what we, that's how we have to die to our flesh. That, that is, the Bible says, mark the perfect man. For after, that, for after that man, there's peace. And we know the only perfect man is Jesus Christ, Okay. So we mark or we follow, we're looking at it, we're checking it out, we gotta ch- we're checking it out, we're marking it. We mark the perfect man, Jesus Christ, for at the end of that man, at the end of Jesus Christ, his life, the way he walked and what he did, we will have peace, glory to God, the peace that he gives. So what we do in dying daily, what we say is, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I heard a minister say one time, a pastor or an apostle, he he says, so make sure you keep a nevertheless in your pocket, you know. And in the women's women's place, that we keep a nevertheless in our purse because we will never know when we're going to (laughs) need, when we'll need that nevertheless, glory to God, dying to ourselves and dying to our flesh. So 
God, therefore, God is such an awesome God, and he loves us so much. Glory to God. Um, he has, we are helpers one to another, and iron sharpens iron. You know, um, we have so great a cloud of witnesses uh, in the word of God in Hebrews as well as here uh, walking amongst us daily. You know, and the Bible tells us to know to know nothing after the flesh, but we know each other after the spirit. And that's all I want to know of a brother or a sister is after their spirit, unless God reveals something to me to help them, okay? And that should go for each and every saint under the sound of my voice. If you're knowing or finding out something about a saint that's natural, then it should only be coming to you for you to pray for them or to go to them and counsel. If someone is coming to you sharing some things about a saint, uh, in their natural to backbite and to gossip, the Bible tells us with a stern face, you stop it. You don't get into it. You don't have itchy ears trying to see that's how you're going to kill the flesh. That's another way of dying to the flesh. For those of you that have itching ears and like to hear gossip and backbiting and shoe-shoeing, no, you cut it off before it even starts. You ask that person, have you prayed for him? Are you praying for her? You know, right there, as soon as they get started, ask them, are they praying? Because the Bible tells us to know no no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. And we are helpers one to another. Glory to God. The saints have gone through many things um, to get where where they are, those that are in the fivefold ministry and in position in God. We've gone through many trials and tribulations. We've been through the fire. You know, we come and we've come through with pure gold. And I know God is not done with us yet. We still have some making and some molding in the fire to do, glory to God. But the good thing about it, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Jesus was in that fire with them. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, but he would be with us until the ends of the world. And I trust that word from Jesus. No matter where I go, no matter what comes my way or, you know, what I find myself in, either through the will of God or through my own ignorance, I know Jesus is right there for me. Glory to God. And I'm learning, listening audience, my perception. I'm learning how to change my perception, how I look at things that come up in my life and things that happen in my life. I'm growing Isn't that a wonderful thing? You know, I wish I was standing before you now and I'd ask you all to raise your hand on those of you that feel like you're growing this year or you've grown this month. And it's a a wonderful, awesome feeling to know that you're growing. Oh, my God, who wants to stay in the same place, trials and the fire and the persecution and know, you know, when you don't perceive it right and you don't understand it right, yeah, it's hard and, you know, it, it hurts and it does all of that anyway. But when you perceive it and look at it as it's God growing and changing and growing and qualifying you, you know, when you look at it like that, oh, my gosh, it's wonderful. It's awesome. Okay, um, I was reading, uh, talking about wisdom. Um, yeah, I kind of went into some other areas, and blessed be the name of the Lord. I pray that it, it, I bless someone's heart and mind and delivered and cleansed and set free and renewed. Glory to God, because that's what the word is for. And the Bible says that we overcome, we overcome 
by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So I was giving testimony of a first lady who I did go see, and at the end of her testimony, she got her deliverance and her freedom. And then I was giving you testimony of myself, some things that I had experienced, glory to God, with a bill, you know, um, and it got paid. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, um, you know, and how the saints are really no different than the world. We go through just like the world does. But the difference is we have Jesus on our side. We have Father God as our father. And if we ask God for bread, he's not going to give us a rock. Or if we ask him for fish, he's not going to give us a stone. And I'm paraphrasing it. I may not be verbatim for the word, but for those of you that know the word of God, you absolutely know where I'm coming from. God is a faithful and a just God. He's a just God. Oh, my Lord, if we go to him and ask him for wisdom, which we're learning today, he shall give it unto us. And he'll give it unto us liberally and afraid if not. Uh, James 3 and 17 says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. See, that's what I was sharing with you earlier. The wisdom that's from above is first pure is peaceable and gentle, it's merciful, it has good fruit, it's without partiality, and it is not a hypocrite, meaning you don't know what's going on in that person's life because somebody then came and told you something about them, and you're going to use wisdom on them, and like I said, you're actually throwing off on them, or you're not being peaceful and gentle with them, or you're not having good fruits toward them about it, you know, because you've learned something about them, and it hadn't set right with you. And, you you know, you're going to go and, and get them right about it, and you say you're using wisdom, you know, to get them right. No, that's your flesh, and that's what you need to die to at that moment. Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. God, you send someone that can minister to them, Lord, because I'm all tangled up in it, in my flesh and in my emotions, Lord, and I can't minister to that person, you know, about what's going on in their life. You pray for that person and ask God to send someone to them that truly has the wisdom from God, that's truly pure and from above, that's peaceable and gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy. My God, when they're going, you know, uh, counseling that person in wisdom, you're full of mercy. You're not upset with them about what they've done. Uh, you have good fruits toward them. You're not partial with them, and you don't have, and you're not a hypocrite with them. So pure means free of any contamination, meaning you've heard something about them. That's contamination. You've been contaminated. You cannot go counsel someone when you've been contaminated about that person. That's not wisdom. That's the very first thing the scripture said. But the but the wisdom that is from above, that is from God, is first pure. And pure is free of any contamination. Glory to God. Any poison that someone is putting in your heart or in your mind talking about that person. Okay? Peaceable is free from argument or conflict. 
So if you're wisdom, when you go to counsel someone and you say you're going in wisdom and you heard some things about the person and you're going to use wisdom to counsel them and and you're going and your spirit is a spirit of conflicting, you're already upset, you're already angry about it, but you're going to go counsel them and you say you're doing it in wisdom. No, sir. No, ma'am. You are not. And you need to, uh, as Paul said, die daily to that particular situation. Is gentle, gentle is kind and tender, considerate and understanding, glory to God. That's the wisdom that's that's from above. Is gentle, is kind, is tender, is considerate, and it is understanding. It is not a conflict and argument. It's easily to be entreated. It's easy to comfort or exhort. Hallelujah. You're going to someone about wisdom and counseling them. They're easy to be entreated. They're, uh, as, as you're full of mercy. You have compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. You've heard about what's going on, and God has given you wisdom from above. Glory to God, and you're full of mercy. Even though you know what that person did, according to the word of God, uh, maybe punishment um, or, or hard word or rebuke uh, is what they should get. But instead, instead, you're compassionate, you're forgiving toward that person of what they've done, you're in position, glory to God, you're in leadership, and you're going to counsel that person through the wisdom from God. You are full of mercy. Um, Good fruit. Good is moral and excellent, and fruit are the conscious of some effort or action. I'm sorry, the consequence of some effort or action. Good fruit, moral excellence, um, the conscious um, conscience of some effort or action. So uh, it's good, good morals of your actions. Um, and your efforts, okay? Uh, fruit, there again, is conscience of some effort or action, partiality, unfair bias, prejudice in favor of one thing or person compared with another. You're, you don't have partiality with whatever's going on that you're counseling, that person using wisdom. You're not showing favoritism over someone else opposed to that person. And hypocrisy is, a pretense of having a virtuous character, moral or religious beliefs, or principles that one does not really possess. You're not a hypocrite when you're going to counsel someone in wisdom, you know, pretending like you have a virtuous character or you have morals or religious beliefs or principles that you actually don't have. Okay, and all you have to do is just pray. And ask God to give you that virtuous character. Lord, give Lord, give me morals and good standards, Lord. Give me a relationship with you, God. Good principles, Lord. Wisdom, God. Hallelujah. I have a testimony. I was at um I was at physical therapy yesterday. I had a little slight uh car accident and I had to go to physical therapy. And I was waiting part of my physical therapy is to get a massage. And I was waiting uh, in the chair um, in the hallway. And the lady that was getting her massage, she came out. 
And when she looked at me, the first word she said, I heard her say was faith. She said, you don't know me. And she doesn't. <laughs> she had, I had never seen her before. She had never seen me before. So I went on in the massage room and, and got the massage. And I've been going for quite some time. So I know everybody up there and they know me. And everything's great. We get along great and everything. So I had to go to the back where uh, they give us our heating pad or cooling pads and the TENS units and all that great stuff. And she was back there. And um, I sat in the seat that was next to her. And I got a magazine and was, you know, just kind of uh, reading through the magazine. And one of the ladies that worked back there, she dresses very nice all the time, just a nice-looking uh, sister, always dressed up. And she had a dress similar to one that I have in my closet. And I said, oh, I have a dress similar to that. And when I asked her, I felt a little kind of uncomfortable, but I went ahead and asked anyway. I asked, where did she get it at? And she said that uh, Macy's or Dillard's or something. And I'm like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like you. <laughs> and I shared with her how the dress that I purchased was at Ross. And she said, oh, I don't like Ross out there where she's at. You know, it's just really busy out there. And then the lady who called me fake, she got in the conversation and chimed in the conversation and said how she likes Ross. And, uh, um, oh, and the other lady who had the nice dress on, she says that she likes TJ Maxx, but she really doesn't care for uh, Ross. So the other lady who, you know, called me fake, she started talking, and, and we were just holding a conversation, and everything was fine. And, you know, I shared with them some experiences I had with Ross and how I really like going to Ross. I love their dresses and everything. And, you know, it turned out that she ended up saying, you know, you all have a good day and, and enjoy your day. And it just broke all of that stuff off of her, you know, and, and that comes from not being a hypocrite, <laughs> but actually having, you know, what God is giving me and walking in my authentic self with the authority that God has given me and saying it's time that we get that God has called us to. So even though she judged on the outward appearance, truly she didn't know me. She didn't know my spirit. She didn't know my personality, and she did not know my character. But once we started talking, she was even ready to go, listening audience. She had done her procedure. She was standing up, had her purse on, ready to go. And I was talking, and I held her attention. I was sitting down in the seat. And because of the love that God has given me, the love of God and the care, you know, and the type of heart that I have, and I thank God for it, it's all the goodness of the Lord and that, and that I want to obey. I want to do what God says do. I want to live the life that God says I'm supposed to live. I want peace in my life. I want to forgive those that trespass against me because I want peace and love and joy, you know, in my heart. I don't want to be all bogged down with bitterness and anger and resentfulness and hateful. I don't want to live like that. That stuff don't even sound right. It don't even fit. It ain't supposed to be once named amongst the saints. So, yes, I want to forgive, and yes, I want to carry on and, and ignore it and act like nothing happened and just be myself. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, I just turned all of that stuff around. I just broke all of that stuff up. Whatever was going on in her heart and mind, it just, it just stopped it. And I just thank God for that love. So the Bible speaks about wisdom. You know, it's what we're talking about. And that was wisdom um, that I know 
I wasn't intentionally trying to use wisdom, but that was wisdom that came forth out of me was to, you know, just talk with the woman and not have an attitude and not look at her sideways and, you know, cut. Would you know, women, sisters, you know how y'all do? Y'all, <laughs> that what I'm not putting myself in. You know how y'all do. Be cutting y'all's eyes and everything. Just And call yourself a Christian. Be sitting in church, too. Don't do that. That's a nevertheless. That's when you need to pull out of your purse a nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Glory to God. And we should, you know, be happy to see one another blessed. And the Bible says rejoice with them that do rejoice. Glory to God. And again, I say rejoice. We should be rejoicing with our sisters and brothers when we see the blessings of the Lord upon their life, when we see the glory of the Lord and the joy of the Lord upon their life. We ought to be rejoicing with them. Hallelujah. That's the saints. That's the love of God. That's the wisdom of God. Anything else, God will reveal unto you. Hallelujah. And it's for you to die to that blessing. But that's what it is. It's a fleshly matter. And we know that the flesh will not enter in, glory to God, into the kingdom of God or into uh, God's heaven, the heaven to God. Flesh is not going to enter in. I have one more scripture that I'm going to read. I, wisdom, was with the Lord when he began his work. Proverbs 8, 22 and 31. I wisdom was with the Lord when he began his work, long before he made anything else. I was created in the very beginning, even before the world began. I was born before there were oceans or springs overflowing with water, before the hills were there, before the mountains were put in place. God had not made the earth or field, not even the first dust of the earth. I was there when God put the skies in place, when he stretched the horizon over the ocean, when he made the clouds above and put the deep underground springs in place. I was there when he ordered the sea not to go beyond the borders. He had said, I was there when he laid the earth's foundation. I was like a child by his side. I was delighted every day, enjoying his presence all the time, enjoying the whole world and delighted with all its people. I wisdom was with the Lord when he began his work. Proverbs 8, 22 and 31, King James Version. That's why wisdom, the Bible says, is first in importance. It's the main thing. It was the first thing. He said that, wisdom said that um, long before he made anything else, he was with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. The Bible tells us happy are we when we find wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 10 and 23. 
It is a sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. Ecclesiastics 8 and 1. Who is he as the wise man? And who know the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. Excuse me. Colossians 3 and 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in us in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. Proverbs 17 and 10, a reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred strikes into a fool. Oh, my God, we do not want to be foolish people. We do not want to be considered fools. God has not created fools. We are wise women and men. Glory to God. Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I have so many testimonies. (laughs) I thank God so much for life. Oh my gosh, she is so great. I'm not going to detail about it, but um, God has given me a logo uh, for my ministry, uh, verbiage for my ministry, and I put it, I had uh, uh, typed it in my notes in my phone, and I have a friend who works in marketing, and she does uh, brochures and things, and my thought was to call her and share with her, you know, what came to me and see what she thought. So I called her up, and I shared it with her, and, the first, and she, she said, you know, she kind of took the time, and she said, I love it. I love it. And then the essence of why God had given it to me, because she, she's a prophetess, and the essence of why God had given it to me, she just started speaking it. I'm, I'm like, I was like, oh, my, you have the essence of why God gave me that logo or that, that verbiage for my ministry. And um, it, she was, you know, so I sought counsel. You know, I sought counsel on it before I started putting it into place, uh, and that's the wise. The Bible says that we're wise when we think, when we hearken unto counsel. Job twelve, twelve and thirteen, with the ancient is wisdom, and in length of days is understanding. Oh my gosh, in length of days is understanding. If we want our days to be long, let us seek after understanding. Let us get understanding in all our getting. Let us get understanding, which is um, seeing, mastering, and absorption. It's having compassion and and, uh, sympathy and consideration 
and being tender and kind and merciful and thoughtful and patient. And I'm just seeing all of those words and how of a surety they will bring long life for us. Hallelujah. When we're kind and merciful and tender and compassionate and understanding, you know, opposed to being rough and hard and angry and, and bitter and upset. Oh, wow. That stuff will cut your life in half quicker probably than well smoking ain't good so i'm not going to compare that to smoking but you know i've heard that anger you know cuts down a person's life like quicker than if you would just be happy and how it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile so i can see how understanding and then uh, you all would go back to the beginning of today's lesson on the definition that I gave you on understanding, they're again patient and merciful and kind, compassionate, uh, tender, sympathetic, how those things absolutely will bring us long life. Glory to God. Proverbs 18 and 15, the heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. Luke 21 and 15, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Ooh, I remember when God gave me that scripture. My goodness, that was such a blessing to my heart, where my adversary would neither be able to gain nor resist how God will give me wisdom. Hallelujah. That's when I first got saved. Wonderful, wonderful scripture. Proverbs 24, 3 through 7. Through wisdom is a house built. And by understanding, it is established. Now, I'm not going to go into uh, expounding on that because it could go either way. It could be spiritual house or it could be a natural house. And since I have not studied on it, I am not going to expound on it. I'm going to read it for what it says. Proverbs 24, 3 through 7. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding, it is established. So for those of you, okay, I've got somebody calling me, and let's see here. Hello? Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing just great. I really was just calling in because I really need prayer. Okay, okay, what's going on? If if you can, um, I know you don't want to share it probably verbatim in detail, over the air, but um, just a, a little bit, maybe, if you could let me know where I'll know what to pray for. Um, who am I speaking with, or where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Michigan. My name is Jackie. Okay, let me, hold on, let me uh, put you down. One second. You're calling from Michigan? Yes. Okay. Jackie, what are you needing prayer for? Uh, to get possession back up for, for my property. Your property, okay. Um, okay. How long have you lived in your home? Uh, About approximately. Ten years. No. Ten Three years. years. Two, two. Ten years. 
ten. Okay. And then one other question. Do you own it or are you renting? Own it. Own it. Okay. Okay. Let's go to God in prayer. Father God, in thy son Jesus' name, Lord, I come to you in praise and thanksgiving. God, I thank you, Lord, Father God, for today, Lord. I thank you for Jackie, Lord, Father, for Michigan, God. Now, Lord God, you said, Lord, that when we leave houses and land, mother and father, sister and brother, Lord, for your name's sake and the gospel, that you would give us in this present world houses and land, mother and father, sisters and brothers. Now, God, I don't know the entire detail, Father God, of Jackie's ordeal, Lord. You know all things. You sit upon and look down, Lord, and you see and you know all things, God. I don't know if she left God and came to where she is because you called her, Lord, to the place that she's at. But she's been in her home for 10 years, Lord. And I know that you're a God that can do anything, anything. Nothing is impossible to him or her that believes. God, I believe, Lord, Father God, that you're going to turn this around for her in the name of Jesus, God, that she's not going to lose her property. God, if it's a financial need, God, in her life, Lord, today, God, those that she's called on for help, those that know her plight, God, her family members, God, that they will gather together, Lord, Father, God, and bless her financially. God, if it's a financial situation, God, that's concerning her property, God, glory to God, Lord, God, to be right now, God, in this situation, Lord, turn it around, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray increase in her finances, God. Lord, that you send money, God, from the north, south, east, and west. God, help, God. Lord, I'm calling upon you, God, for help, God. Lord, help her, God. I know not if she has children or grandchildren, Lord, Father God, but I know that it is not thy will and purpose, Lord, Father God, that no man should perish, Lord, that no mankind, that's man or woman, should be on the streets, Lord. I know that is not thy will and purpose for Jackie's life, God, in this hour. Lord, have mercy, God, if there's been any sin, God, known or unknown, God, I ask you to forgive, God, forgive her, Lord. For God, thy word says that we're but man, mortal flesh, God. And you know, Lord, that we need you at all times and all things, God. We can do nothing of our own, Lord. We need you, God. We need you. God, have mercy. God, have mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, forgive, God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, touch the owners of hearts, God. Turn them in her favor, God, the mortgage company, Lord. God, you can do the impossible, God. Cause them to forgive, God. To waive, Lord God, the fees or the fee, God. To waive it, Lord God. Touch the hearts, God, and give her favor, Lord, with them, God. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. Nothing is too hard for you, God. I am a witness, Lord. I know you can do all things but fail. God, and I thank you that you always hear my prayer. In Jesus' name, I stand in agreement right now with Jackie, Lord, that all will be well in Jesus' name this month and the rest of the year, God, in the name of Jesus. She shall not be out this month. All will be well in Jesus' name. Glory to God. What, uh, Jackie, what I'm getting now is that I don't know if you've talked to your family you know, concerning your plight and you're needing help. But what was coming to my spirit was that family, I don't know if they're family members or friends, 
but you're going to have a gathering together of people that are come to, that are going to come together to help you. Have you talked to anybody about this? No. You haven't shared this plight concerning your property with any of your family or any of your friends or anything? No, just a lawyer. Okay. Okay, I'm taking your number down, too. Um, Well, that's what I was getting in my spirit, so I don't know exactly how God is wanting you to do it, if he's wanting you to share with your family, you know, through prayer and and which family members to go to on what's going on. Uh, But that's what I was getting in my spirit, that there's going to be a group of people that are going to come together uh, for your rescue or to your rescue. And see, it could very well be your attorney and the attorney and the judge. All I know is that what I felt in my spirit, and like I said, I don't know if they were family or friends, but I know it was a group of people that were coming together to help you, and you were going to get the help. Yep. I receive that. Amen. So what I want you to do, when you get that praise report and you get through on the other side, you got to call in and let me know. You got to call in and give me the praise report because that's I what sure. it's gonna be. Yeah. And sure. then I'm gonna like I, Amen, amen. I have your number. Now I, I think maybe is it the end of this month that something may try to go yes. on? Yes. yes. Okay. So what okay. Um I have teaching Tuesdays. This is the day that I teach every Tuesday and the last Tuesday is the twenty ninth. But if I don't hear from you by the 29th, because you've not got your praise report until that Thursday, the 31st, I'm going to call you. I got your note. Okay. So, I'm yes, I'm going to call you and, and let you share with me your praise report. And then I'm going to have you on the show in September, the first uh, Tuesday in September, so you can share it with the listening audience. Okay. That'll be great. Okay, because. Okay, God is going to bring you through. I felt it in my spirit. A group of people are going to come together to help you. You're going to be okay. Mm, You're going to be okay. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. So I will I will hear from you by the last, uh, by uh, the 31st, which is August. I'll yes, call you. Will. If you don't call me, okay, if you don't call me by Teaching Tuesday on the 29th, Okay. Okay. Okay, that's a deal. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, well, you are so welcome. It's an honor to have prayed for you. And I'm just I'm just looking forward to hearing what God is gonna do. Oh my yes. gosh, he's gonna be great. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lord. So I'll talk to you. Okay, okay. And you just right. keep praising him, Jackie. You keep praising him and keep thanking him for that group of people. Those are the words that I want you to use. God, I thank you for the group of people that you have for me that has come to my rescue and has fixed it for me. However other words you use, you make sure you use those words, the group of people, those four words, because that's what came in my, a group of people, okay? A group of people, okay? A I group sure of will. people. Okay, group of people. all right, I'll talk to you next week. Yes, bless you, thank you, a group of people. Uh, amen, thank you. God bless you as well. Okay. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was Miss Jackie in Michigan, and she's needing some prayer. Glory to God. So I'm also calling, uh, requesting 
the prayers of the righteous right now that are on the line and that will uh, tune in on the archive show to pray for Miss Jackie in Michigan concerning her property. Hallelujah. God has spoken in my spirit that there's going to be a group of people that are going to come to her rescue. Glory to God. And we're just going to thank God right now in advance for that group of people that he has that has worked it out for her in Jesus' name. God has a group of people that are already ready to help her and bring her through. And I just thank God that she felt led to call into the show and to ask me to pray for her. You know, God is such a good and a faithful God. He's a good God. My God, thank you, Jesus. So what what I'm going to do, if I don't hear from Jackie on August 29th, because my, my shows are on Teaching Tuesday, which is going to be okay, I'm going to have her on the show on September the, on the first Tuesday in September, because I'm going to be talking with her on uh, Thursday, August 31st, to get her praise report. Glory to God. So, you know, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Her testimony is going to bless and bring faith and favor in someone else's heart and mind that's going through similar to what she's going through. So God, Jackie, is just using you to bless somebody else, and you just hold on. A group of people God is going to use to bring you through. You hold on to those words, you give those words back to God, and you praise God. You're not angry, you're not upset, you're not mad at God, you're not bitter at God. God is going to turn it around for your good. In the name of Jesus, glory to God, I thank God. He's powerful. I already know. I know what he can do because he's done it in my life, and he's no respect to person. Uh, Okay, my last scripture, Proverbs 12 and 1, I have quite a bit, but I'm going to uh, Proverbs 12 and 1. Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. And if I okay, let me just get the definition of brutish because I don't I don't want I'm not gonna talk off the top of my head when I uh, when I give definitions and defining words, <laughs> you know, because it sounds right. That is ridiculous. Don't ever do that, listening audience. Just because it sounds right and you have not uh, done any study on it or got any defining of the true definition of the word. Please don't say it because it sounds right, because you will really not look right. Not only will you not sound right, but you also won't look right. So don't do that. Okay, Uh, so brutish is a brute, and brute, let me get the definition of brute. I'm not going to hang on one second. I am not going to. I looked it up once before a while back because someone had asked me about it, and uh, okay, here we go. Root is savagely violent person or animal, unreasoning or animal-like. So it's um, a barbarian. Okay, so let's go back to the scripture. The scripture says, but he that hated reproof is brutish. Or, um, oh, another word means, okay, I don't want to use that word. It says stupid and dull, you know. Um, so, like, if you're not, if you're hating reproof, and the Bible says that reproof is the way of life. You know, we're going to get reproved. And, and, and through the reproof, we grow, we develop, we change. So the Bible says that if you hate reproof, you know, if you hate someone coming and, and, and uh, constructively criticizing, you know, or reproving can be sometimes severely harsh, 
if you hate that, then the, then one of the definitions, and I don't really like to use that word. That's not a good word. So let me see. Um, dull. Dull is another word that it says, but whew, it uses the word stupid. I don't like that word. I really don't. That's that's a that's a harsh word. You know, when you call someone stupid, that's that's not a good word. That's that's very verbally abusive when you call someone stupid. So saints and mothers and dads and sisters and brothers and friends, please let us not use that word. Let me just get the definition of that word stupid, S-T-U-P-I-D. Saying it doesn't feel right in my spirit. Having a showing a great lack of intelligence or common sense. Intelligent, ignorant, dense, foolish, slow, simple-minded. See, those, that's verbally abusing. If you tell someone they're simple-minded, what you're actually telling them is that they're, um, they have very little intelligence or judgment. You know, simple-minded. That's um, verbal abuse. Calling someone stupid is not good. Uh, dazed and unable to think clearly. Oh, my God. That is not good. The saints, we, uh, we're not stupid. We learn, we, we, we do learn, and we have learned. You know, being stupid, there again, is not being able to clearly think. That's not true. We think very clearly. We understand very well. And that that we don't have, we go to God and ask God for it. The saints are not to be calling people stupid. We're not to be calling people not being able to think clearly or simple-minded. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. God, forgive us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Okay. Um, Jackie, I'm with you. I'm standing in agreement with you. All is going to be okay. Proverbs, let's see. I put my glasses on. And a year older, thanks in October. Listening audience, I got a birthday coming up October 13th. So for those of you that want to call in on a Teaching Tuesday, either before the 13th, after the 13th, or any time in the month of October, feel free to call in and wish me a happy birthday. By the way, the call-in number is 646-649-1068. That's 646-649-1068. If you have a prayer request, if you have a praise report, um, if you just want to share a scripture that God has laid on your heart, glory to God. If you have a song that you want to sing unto God on this show, do call in and let us hear from you. 646-649-1068. Um, Proverbs 21 and 20. I got like 16 minutes. There is treasure to be, to be desired and oil, listen to this, in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man spended it up. Oh, Jesus, we do not want to be foolish and spending up, you know, our, our oil and our treasure. The Bible says there's treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. We want to be wise individuals. We want treasures and, you know, and that oil, we want good things in our life. We don't want to be stupid and spend it up. Proverbs 19 and 20. Hear counsel, receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Okay, for those 17 and 18-year-olds, 
you know, think y'all know everything. Not yet. Not quite yet. You got a little ways to go. Hear counsel, receive instructions that you may be wise in your later end, that you may make it to 40, where you then become wise, 30, 35, and 40, okay? 1 Corinthians 3, 18 through 20, let no man deceive himself. If any among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. Amen. Putting away the things of the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Glory to God. And becoming wise through humility like Solomon. Solomon there again was the king, but he humbled himself and prayed and asked God, you know, give me wisdom to rule and understand this great people that you've given me. And he was the wisest man and what the wealthiest ruler ever uh, Solomon was. And that came through prayer. I know it came from him humbling himself and talking to God. That's all we have to do. Saints of God and listening audience, that's all we have to do is take our petitions to the Lord and trust him for it. What we do, we walk it out. We don't worry about it, Jackie. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Though, and myself, you know, they had an issue just, what, last week with, a, with a, a bill that needed to be paid that if it was not paid would have drastically affected my home, my living, my life. My God, it, it was two bills. I'm just telling you. It was my car note and my car insurance. And if I had not have gotten those paid, they were threatening to pick up my car. Now, we know, living in, in, in DFW, Dallas, Texas, you need a vehicle <laughs> to live in Dallas. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what? I didn't worry. I said, And it came to my spirit. Don't worry. Walk it out. And that's what I was speaking out loud. I'd speak it out loud. I'd, you know, talk to my husband. I said, we're not going to worry. We're going to walk it out. We're going to walk it out. In the name of Jesus, we're going to see this thing all the way through. We prayed and talked to God. Now, you know, there again, when the Bible says stand still and see and know the salvation of the Lord, a lot of times, saints, and listening to the audience, that does not mean to stand still in your actions. Sometimes it can mean stand still, and this is revelation knowledge that I'm getting from the Lord. Stand still in your mind, okay? Stand still in your mind and see the salvation of the Lord, meaning don't worry, don't fret, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, but walk it out. No worry, but walk it out. Do what God, do what uh, God is leading you to do, what your common sense is leading you to do, glory to God. I know somebody's probably going to say common sense. What? We got the Holy Ghost. We ain't supposed to be leaning on common sense. Well, that's what God gave us common sense to use. Glory to God. He has not made us fools, but he's made us wise individuals, wise people. So I know I have my car note and my car insurance that I need to pay before a certain date. And because of that common sense that God gave me, I had to walk it out. Glory to God. I didn't worry. You know, I didn't fret. Um, I walked it out. Thank you, Jesus. But I didn't worry about it. I refused. I was not going to worry. Nor were they going to come get my car in the name of Jesus. It wasn't going to happen because God blessed 
to me with that car. And I owe very little on my car. Glory to God. And it, I have a nice car. It's a 2014 Dodge Avenger. It's nice listening audience. Sure. Mm-mm. Lord Jesus, I have to pray. I have to stay on the altar when I'm in that car. <laughs> when I'm in that car because it is really, really nice and just very comfortable and uh, things of that nature. And I get quite a bit of attention you know, in that car, and I'm not a woman that really handles a lot of attention easily. I'd rather, you know, just go on down the road about my business and get where I got to go. I've never been one that handled um, attention uh, very humbly and gracefully, very gracefully. Uh, I had to pray and ask God to help me with that, you know, to gracefully gracefully receive um, the attention that people gave and the perception, you know, to know that they were looking because they may have admired something that they saw, you know, like the car, you know, admired the car or, or, or something they saw on the clothes or whatever, you know, the perception instead of thinking the opposite, oh, what's wrong with me, you know, what's wrong with my hair or my clothes or, you know what I'm saying, that negative stuff that the enemy tries to bring us, that we're oh so surrounded by. I plead the blood of Jesus over that old negative spirit. I rebuke it off of the lives of those that are under the sound of my voice. Now and in the future, I rebuke negativity and I denounce it in our lives. It does not belong to us, glory to God. So the word of God belongs to us. And all that the word says, God said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the thoughts that I think of you, thoughts of good and not thoughts of evil. Negativity is evil. That's not God. That does not belong to God's people. So what we do, we God's people, we find out what the word says. We're the head and not the tail. I say it constantly. I am royal priesthood. I am a holy nation, above only and not beneath. I'm a lender and not a borrower. I'm going to to, uh, save an inheritance for my children's children. That's the word. That's what the word says. Glory to God. God has given, he, he beautifies the meek with salvation. Hallelujah. We're meek people. We're clothed in all humility of heart and mind. And our clothes are clothes of honor. And strength, that's the virtuous woman. Why do you want to be a virtuous woman? Get in, I think it's in Psalms, okay? So sometimes I don't know the Psalms. Oh, Proverbs, Proverbs 31. Get in Proverbs, read what the Bible says about a virtuous woman, then we start speaking that in our lives. And you don't necessarily have to be a wife to be a virtuous woman. I know it's talking about a wife in the scriptures, but the Bible says a virtuous woman. It didn't say a virtuous wife. Even though in the scriptures it is de- is, is um, uh, depicting depic- depicting a wife, you know, because she has her husband who is uh, sitting at the the gates with the other leaders, and you know she's uh, making sure he has a nice dinner, you know, and, and a variety of dinner and things like that. Not the same old foods all the time, wives. You know, get on the internet, look up some recipes. For that chicken that y'all have and that rice that y'all have, glory to God, and that hamburger meat, I'm telling you, telling you what I know, glory to God. Them recipes, oh, my gosh, recipes will make your dinner a joy my, and just hold some good stuff. Woo. Okay. Um, thank you, Jesus. Okay. So let's keep on going. Wisdom. Wisdom is the 
principal thing. The main, the most important thing. Uh, let's see. Or, okay, Proverbs 14 and 16. A wise man fears and departeth from evil, but the fool rages and is confident. A fool, the Bible says, anger rested in the bosom of a fool. We're not foolish people. We're not angry. We put anger away. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. And then later down in that scripture, it tells us to put away anger. You know, when you feel that anger coming up, just say it. Put it out in the atmosphere. I put anger away. And in a flee, I'm a witness. I've done it, and sometimes if I have to, I do it. When that spirit of anger try to rise up in me, I verbally say, and you know what? Now, it doesn't even come up anymore. It used to kind of come up quite often, if I can be so transparent, that because I know the word, I put the word on that spirit, and I say, um, I put anger away. And now it doesn't it doesn't even really bother me that spirit anymore because I put it away. I've done what the word says. That's what I'm saying. Do what the word says do and we'll have what the word says we can have. Okay. Uh let's see here. Proverbs thirteen, fourteen through sixteen. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The law of the wise, the words of the wise is a fountain of life. It's, it's, a fountain is something that continually flows of life, snares of the devil. It keeps us away from the snares of death. I'm sorry, of death. Second Peter 3 and 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So Second Peter 3 and 18 tells us for us to grow in grace. And, you know, and in the knowledge of the Lord, say, and say with Jesus Christ. I hear some people say sometimes about getting older, you know. I was at service um, a couple Sundays ago, really, really good service, and the, the uh, minister was talking about time and how we don't, have time to waste and time is precious. <laughs> and then he said, because you're getting old. <laughs> you know, and he kind of just looked straight ahead. He didn't look at anybody. And um, I'm reminded when I lived in Louisiana, <clears throat> excuse me, and there was a 5 o'clock prayer that I had attended, 5 o'clock in the morning prayer, and I heard the pastor speak about growing in grace. You know, that he grow in grace. Of a surety, we're going to get older listening to audience, we're going to grow. Glory to God. But we want to grow in grace. Hallelujah. We want to grow gracefully. We don't want to grow, you know, with lines and frowns and, and splotches and stuff all on our face. Glory to God. We want to grow in grace, in the grace and the mercy and the love of God. Um, uh, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then, like I was saying about a long life, you know, through understanding, we have a long life. And, a, and understanding is compassion and, um, and consideration and tenderness and kindness. And those, those ways that we that grow in our hearts, in our souls, and in our mind can't do anything else but allow us to grow in grace, won't do anything else but put the beauty of the Lord upon us. Glory to God, because the Bible says whatsoever is in your heart is what's coming out. 
okay? So when we put compassion and understanding and patience and kindness and gentleness and sympathy, when we put those things in our heart, that's what's going to come out. And what's in our heart is what we what also shows on our face. That's that body language. You could not say a word, but whatever's going on in your heart and mind, believe you me, people can see it. Absolutely. So we want to be, um, we want to grow in grace, and we want the beauty of the Lord, you know, to rest upon us because of what's in our hearts, because of the beauty that's in our hearts. Glory to God, of the word of God and the love of God and the compassion and the long-suffering. And, yes, we have to love our enemies, and we love our enemies, glory to God, that we may have peace, joy, and happiness in our lives. Okay, God's going to take care. God's going to take care of them. And don't you have that heart in mind, God, get them. You know, don't have that heart in mind. You pray for your enemies. And watch what God does for you. So many testimonies. I remember uh, I got two minutes. I was working on a job, and a girl, I don't know, she was just having a moment, but, you know, she just, it was a spirit. They would just pick with me, pick with me, and we were moving the office. We had a big uh, bucket that we were putting stuff in, and she slammed the top on my hand. Oh, my God. And I, like, I was new to the city. I had been saved since 1985. I came to uh, Dallas in 98, 99. So, you know, it had been, like, over 14 years. I had been saved for a while. But, you know, still, like, not really seasoned, okay? That girl slammed that bucket on my hand. I didn't I didn't go off one. I don't cuss. You know, born again, so I didn't cuss. I was, I was shocked. And to myself, I'm like, God, she slammed the top. On my hand, I, w- I mean, that thing stayed with me the whole day. I got 90 seconds. I went home and got in prayer. You know, my mom taught me after you work, if you get to work and go home and pray and give God your whole day. So I went home, I'm praying, I'm telling God, Lord, she's wearing the top on my hand. God said, Forgive her. I said, God, I can't do it. And I'm gonna be honest with you, listening audience. I mean, there was nothing in my heart, so not even the least little inkling to forgive that girl. I didn't have it in me. I got a minute, and I told God, I said, Lord, I can't. I don't have God. I don't have it in me. It ain't in me to forgive her. God, I don't have it. It ain't there. God said, forgive her. I started praying. Even though I didn't feel it, it wasn't in me. I, I did it anyway. The words coming out of my mouth, I said, God, I forgive her. Lord, bless her. God, keep her. Lord, move. Start praying, praying, praying. Do you know, like the next week or two, God blessed me with and explore. It was a Burgundy SUV Explorer, and I needed another car. I needed a vehicle. And God blessed me with an SUV Explorer, no money down. It was sitting on the car lot like a, a, a what's the, like a, a, a knight in shining armor. Like it was just sitting there waiting on me. That's how I saw the glory. It was resting upon that vehicle. It was like a knight in shining armor. Glory to God. It was there to. To ride me on down the street, you know? <laughs> but that's because of prayer, because I forgave my enemies. I prayed for, her, even though I didn't feel it. You know, the words just came on out, kept coming out, because God told me to do it, and I humbled myself and did it, and blessed me. Thank you. So, yes, we love our enemies. Yes, we pray for our enemies. That's my time. Um, I pray I said something that, that you know, encouraged, delivered, set free, 
um, gave you some understanding, a better understanding on wisdom and why we need wisdom and how to die daily and, and keep a nevertheless men in your pockets, a nevertheless women in our purses, you know, that when that flesh comes up, we'll pull out that nevertheless, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. And for those of you that can get a prayer through, the prayer of the righteous, I admonish you to pray with me for Jackie in Michigan concerning her property, to pray with me, glory to God, concerning speaking in the schools or mental illness, uh, suicidal tendencies, uh, bullying, substance abuse, to pray that I'm able to get the law passed, remembering Mariah, glory to God. I thank you so much for listening in this Teaching Tuesday on Blog Talk Radio, the good news of the glorious gospel. If you love to continue hearing it, please go to the website, All in the Body of Christ, and let me know that you'd like to give a donation. Any amount will be greatly appreciated. Until next Teaching Tuesday, be blessed to be a blessing. I pray for you. I pray that God cover you in the blood of Jesus, that he protect you on the highways and byways, that he bless your children and your grandchildren. I pray against pedophile spirits in the name of Jesus. I pray increasing your finances right now, increasing your health, and that God give you favor both with man and God in Jesus' name. Until next Teaching Tuesday, be blessed. I love you with the love of the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye.